This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and today I have a friend joining me. His name is Patrick, and he is a 4-6 emotional manifesting generator. So him and I actually got connected through LinkedIn, where he slid into my DMs and invited me to be interviewed on his podcast channel, and then we just stayed connected. Obviously, I had a conversation with him on his channel, and then I invited him onto mine. So I just want to capture his story, like how we got into human design, how he's bringing it to the corporate world. And then we're going to be diving into each other's charts and talking about a couple of things. One of the things being, we realized that our birthday is like two days apart. So we both have the 36.6 in the conscious sun and earth. So we'll dive into that as well. So anyways, Patrick, welcome to the channel. Really excited to have you here. And I would love if you can share a bit more about where you're from. Tell us how you got into human design. And then we're just going to flow with the conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me. Um, I appreciate being on the show. And it's great. I mean, the first time we connected, we had a great interview. So I'm gonna try to match what you provided and what you gave your energy for mine. But I'm yeah, to let you know a little bit about me is Patrick Dankra from the Human Design Perspective podcast. Um, my podcast primarily speaks similar to yours, it really talks about speaking to people's journeys, right? How they found their purpose, how they found alignment and how they're using that to really share their their acts of service to the world, to their people, right? I feel like with your growth, other people can grow if they hear your story. So that's the primary idea with the podcast. Uh, but for me, how I got into human design, it's a bit of a journey, you know? It's, it's like living most of my life out of alignment and sick and tired of being bitter, frustrated, angry, and, you know, just swimming upstream, living in my shadow is really how I got into it. Um, you know, like I have a corporate background. It's interesting. Um, I've toured, I've done dance and I have this corporate background and I've always tried to manage the two, but I always felt torn because my corporate friends and my corporate people would always be like, you know, why are you still doing that dance choreography, traveling the world? Like, when are you going to take your work seriously? My artistic friends would always be like, when are you going to give up the corporate environment and when are you going to stick to this? And so it always, I mean, they accepted me, but they couldn't understand what I was doing. And for me, you know, they both satisfied this need, right? Like I felt like there were all bits and pieces of me, but um, you know, that's really where it started. It started with that journey, trying to figure out, okay, am I in alignment or am I not in alignment? Do I need to drop one of these things? Do I need to let them go? Or, you know, am, am I, am I doing the right thing? There was questions around that. Um, there was also, you know, being younger, I won't get into too much detail, but just living in a, out of alignment in terms of relationships and, you know, added work to that and just decisions that never aligned properly. Um, you know, in my earlier ages, just experimenting like substance use, it was just, it was a mixed bag of things, right? And because I wasn't in alignment, I would turn to maybe working too much and I would turn to substances, drugs and alcohol. I would turn to other things where I was disconnected with myself, right? And I figured, you know what, how can I find some alignment? And a friend of mine introduced me to, uh, they introduced me to Lacey Phillips, actually. And then through Lacey Phillips, I got introduced to human design. Uh, when I first got into it, it was something that was more 
um, just kind of curious. I think the first time I actually got introduced to it, I kind of turned it down. I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm not ready for this. Like, I, I don't get it. Um, and then I went back to it. Energetically, I got drawn back to it. Uh, I investigated it a little bit more. I'm like, let me find out what this is. Let me find out what it's about. Let me really invest in it. Because the little bits that I was hearing, I was starting to identify first, like as a manifesting generator, right? That's usually where you start with the energy type. So I looked into that and I noticed, wow, there's a lot of characteristics that resemble my lifestyle and who I am, you know, as a four, six profile. Wow, all this heartache and pain and issues and challenges kind of match my, my profile as well, at least what I've experienced, right? And then living in your not self, I noticed like this, this really speaks to me. You know, not only do I resemble kind of the manifester um, way of living and not living this linear path and wanting to do multiple things and multiple things interest me, but also when I'm not in alignment, how I experience that not self um, aligned with me. And that's how my journey first began. You know, it was, it was challenging first to get into, you know, I come from this very religious family. Um, I'll say religious more, you know, kind of Pentecostal, pray seven days a week, go to church. So even speaking to human design, um, there was a disconnect. They're like, what are you talking about? We don't get it. Like, let's pray for you. <laughs> you know, oh my God. You <laughs> feel like you're out of alignment, right? And, and so, um, you know, just from just generational, this is kind of how my family has been. So even just to embrace it, I had to work through a lot of things on my own to say, I really, I feel a connection here and I want to accept this thing. But there was resistance because I felt like, you know, will my family accept this that I'm getting into, but I feel called to it. So I had this internal struggle at the beginning to get into human design. Um, another thing as well is, you know, I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me, sounded like me. You know, I didn't see a lot of young black men even doing human design, right? I didn't see a lot of men. So even from a gender heteronormative perspective, I didn't see a lot of men doing it. Interesting, like raw is male, but I didn't see a lot of men. So that also made me question it as well. Like sometimes it's easier to step into something when you see other people that resemble, look like you feel you. But when you don't see that, you know, you you just question. I'm like, is this the right thing? Am I still going to be accepted? But am I going to be accepted a from, you know, the community environment that are doing human design, but also from my peers that don't understand it. So again, it was this tug of war trying to figure it out. That's so cool. I really love how you're sharing this, even just being really honest about the resistance at the beginning, you know, like, yeah, if you're listening to this channel, it might be the first time you've ever heard of human design, but it's probably not. And it's like, it's really cool shit. But also there's, there's definitely been like, when you first get into it, sometimes it's like, whoa, like you really realize like, okay, there's things that I was doing that are not aligned for me, like how I was behaving, taking certain action. Or there's things that you were doing naturally that you actually realized that you were just making wrong, you know, like you being multidimensional and like being passionate about dance and then also having that corporate life. Like that's for me when I'm like, oh, a Manny Jen, that totally makes sense. Like you're a multi-passionate human being. And I remember there was another friend of mine who's also a Manny Jen. I can't remember her profile right now. She might be a one three. But when I explained to her, like the energy type of a manifesting generator and like, yeah, you know what, you might sometimes feel like you're a bit of a bull in a China shop, you're going to pivot, you're going to change your mind, you're going to do what you feel like you're going to start things, drop things and move on. And she goes, Oh, my God, I literally thought there was something wrong with me. I was like, right. No, 
I was like, that's literally how you're meant to be. Like, can you imagine knowing this and then raising your kids? And if they're being that way, you're like, yes, that's how you're meant to be. My younger sisters are manifesting generators and they're in their early twenties and they're running around doing all these different things. And I'm like watching and I'm like, yes, good for you. Like you go, you know, they both have three lines or one is a, she's a first phase, she's a four, six as well. And I'm like, you're going to trial and error until your thirties and you're good. That's what you're meant to be doing. But like, how are you supposed to know that if you don't know human design? You know what I mean? Instead, it's like, oh no, you should do this. You should do that. You should be this and you shouldn't be that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then that's the thing. And like, when I found that out, it's almost like I took this big sigh of relief, like, yes. Okay. Like there's nothing wrong with me. I'm okay. Like I'm good. But with that, I could, it's almost like I could raise my head up now and stand with confidence because this just confirmed like, Hey, this is who you are. Stop putting your head down, like stand up tall and be proudful of who you are and let other people know who resemble this, that it's okay to be you because prior to that, you know, my closest friends and you obviously people who are close to you and dear to you, they tend to have your ear. So when they're like, Hey, like, why are you doing so many things? You need to, you're getting older. You got to, you know, live a linear path and stay there and grow up. Like when, but it didn't resonate with me and it didn't click. But when you're surrounded by a lot of people that live that way, I was just like, perhaps there is maybe something wrong with me. Let me just clean these things up and do the right thing, quote unquote, which, you know, after experiencing human design, you know, and you talked about raising children too. Like it really changes the way, you know, I would raise kids or the way I would be with kids as well, because, you know, you got to let them be who they need to be. You got to let them explore their natural design, let them energetically grow where that energy is they're gravitating towards right so it's been a beautiful okay like it's been such a beautiful experience like I feel like I'm still blossoming and growing and and that's why I feel passionate about it and that's why I try to share it to as many people as possible yeah and I love this and you know you said it too like being being a man of color who's into human design you don't see that so you're literally like this is such a leadership role you know what I mean like what you're doing and I think that's so cool and so I would love like you're the second guy like I mentioned that I've ever connected with who's really into human design from a professional level and I just want to know if you can share a bit more like what it's been like for you navigating that or even just sharing it with other men because I feel like you know like you and I before we hit record I was just sharing that because there's quote astrology and human design you start asking for the birth time and the birthday then it's like oh my god like you're figuring out my zodiac you know what I mean but obviously it goes so much more deeper than that so I'm just curious what it's been like for you in the in your own business world like sharing this work with men with women with however people I identify I, I would love for you to share more of that because I feel like this is such a great opportunity to be more inclusive about this system and how it can help anyone yes absolutely no that's a great question you asked I think um you know as a man um like I shared some of my hesitations first getting into it uh, because again, you don't see a lot of people that look like you resemble you, et cetera. Um, also, you know, and again, this, this I'm generalizing here, but when it comes to maybe spirituality and astrology and things of that nature and energy and alignment, um, sometimes I can find that men, especially the men that I've worked with in the corporate world, you're going to, you know, again, I'm generalizing, but oftentimes there's a bit of hesitation you know, there's this type A strong personalities and not that they can't be spiritual people, but typically at first there's a bit of resistance to it. You know, they're skeptical. Let me put it that way. Um, what do you mean? How am I using energy or mindset and manifestation, astrology 
see the, to my work, like they can't see how you incorporate the two. They can't see how the two can live together right there. And it's really just kind of where they are in their spiritual journey, A. B, you know, just from a conditioning perspective, because we talk about human design and conditioning, you know, as men, um, again, generalizing, most men, heteronormative men, they are in this box where, you know, the way to success is by following these mechanics and processes. And we tend to leave the spiritual, the soulful, the energetic side out of it oftentimes. And we just kind of look at what do I need to do? What do I need to build? And that's the key to success. That's going to equal success in my life. And that's what I've seen around me. And that's what I've seen my parents do. And as a man, that's how you get things done. And my wife and my partner is the spiritual one, but you know, I let her have that, right? So what I'm really trying to do is when I speak to men, um, again, men and women, but usually I'll just speak to the men experience with other men is I really try to slowly incorporate it. Um, I try to gauge um, where they are and I, I speak to energy first, right? Because that's something that they can tend to grasp. Um, and then I try to really bridge in and, and, and tie in the human design element. But really I try to soften it, ease their way in the conversation with the energy talk because usually that piece, they can digest that. And then I speak to the human design. Uh, most cases, and I, I, I feel like um, the ones that are open to discuss it, like what I'm doing is resonating with them. They just haven't found a place where they feel comfortable or an environment where they feel comfortable to speak to this. And then I come and I present this and they're like, oh, you know what? I've seen your post. I'm kind of interested about it. I've heard about it. I'd like to know more, right? I have this inkling. I want to know more, right? There's this thirst for it. Um, so really, I'm trying to speak to people who have this interest. But again, for those that um, are completely... Um, new to human design and haven't seen human design and haven't seen someone like a male speaking to human design i also want to bridge that gap and create some awareness around that as well because it's such a powerful tool once you begin to understand it and what it can do is 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 mind-blowing but you know it's really just creating a space where we can create that dialogue so that other men can begin to have that conversation um you know some of the experiences that i've had is like you know when i ask for and i was mentioning to this to you earlier when i ask for the date of birth time place of birth you know, so I could pull up your chart. They're like, what, what, like, what do you mean? Especially with women kind of, they're just kind of, if they don't know human design, they're like, wait a minute, do you need, like, why do you need that information? It's kind of that first filtering thing. It's almost like maybe I'm trying to pursue them or, you know, ask for their number or something like that. So when you get past that, um, usually people can see, or when they, I think when they get me on a, like a call as well, and they can feel my energy, they can sense like, okay, this is, this is just about the reading, right? But prior to that, there's some apprehensiveness that's, that comes with it. I love this. I love the work that you're doing of just really very intentionally, but like gently bringing it into <laughs> these spaces, you know, especially when you have more corporate conversations, because if you think about it, those environments, like I lived in Toronto for three years, like right downtown, the type A people like working, like I was a personal training, I was working with VP CEOs, like the energy is, it's a bit, I don't want to say like it's calloused, but it's just, it's tough, you know? So to come in there and bring something new and foreign, it kind of throws the rhythm that the, that the, that these people live in that city life, you know, in that corporate world. So I really love, like you do have this and it's totally that four line, this like wanting to bring the resources and the things to the communities to benefit them. Like there's just going to be this natural way that you network and connect with these people. So I can totally hear that in your sharing, by the way, which is so cool. Right. And we, I feel like I have a, 
like I have to do this, you know, like after everything I've gone through and everything I've learned, it's like, how do I not share this? How do I not share these gems and these secrets? And you mentioned resources and share them with other people. There's so many people that I feel like can be living life differently, right? But we've been doing what we've been taught, what we know, what our parents have taught us, what we've seen. And we feel like it's not, it's, I feel like it's even more than that. I think they know it's not the way but it's all they know and you know what you know and you don't know what you don't. So they're like, this must be it, but something feels off, right? So I'm trying to speak to that, that delta, that gap, like, hey, you know that thing that feels misaligned? Let me speak to you about it. You know that, you know, when you feel like, hey, I'd like to do multiple things. Let's talk about that. You know, I, one of my clients, um, he's in finance and he's also trying to speak to like spirituality and he likes to do other things, but he's like, I don't, no. And this, this is the thing that kind of like breaks my heart at the same time. It's like, I don't know how people will take it if I show up that way on social media with my social media profile. So I'd rather not, you know, and it's like, if, if, if you, if this is a part of who you are and you've identified that and you have enough awareness to see that, but you're afraid to share it just because you don't know how people are going to accept it. So I'm just going to try to show up in a certain way. I'm going to sell a certain side of me and not present the other side because people won't accept it and there's fear around that. That's the piece that doesn't sit well with me. It's like, if it's all you, why not feel comfortable enough to share it? I understand it, Kayla, I completely do, but that's the piece where like you talk about it being fiercely and authentically you, like to be authentically you is to own it, right? Otherwise, you know, are you being authentic? And that's the piece that I really, I feel like human design allows you to, gives you permission to be you. Yeah, it's so true. Oh, I'm loving this conversation so far. So let's let's dive in a little bit to your chart. So just so the the listeners know, we have a connection chart up here so we can see both of our charts. And he has seven centers defined. The head and the root are completely open, which I find really interesting because you know when the centers are open or undefined, then obviously that's where we pick energy up. And they're both pressure centers. So I feel like there's this extra flavor of intensity in terms of receiving energy. So what is it like for you having a completely open head and root? And when you first realized what this meant, like how did that shift like your life basically? Because I feel like it's actually quite significant to have that head and root both completely open. Yeah. So yeah, no, great question. So to have the open head and root, um, I understand this, like I, there's a like a chillness, I'll say like vibe to me. I'm just kind of like, yeah, we'll get it done. Like, why are we stressing right now? And it's it could be time sensitive, but, you know, and it would, so, okay, let me, pre-human design, what I would notice is, um, and it could be a number of things also, like kind of gated crisis, going through some experiences, living in the three, six, having all these challenges, but then also having this like undefined route. I just never felt any pressure to kind of, move quickly to do things I would get it done but I just never felt this anxiety around it like what most people that are around me would experience and I would see them kind of like no no like we have to do this I would always be the one well let's let's take our time let's make sure like I didn't feel that pressure to um it also manifests in other ways so for instance if I'm on these um, conversations and I am on like these group calls I do these group podcasts with a group um, of people and we have these conversations and Sometimes ideas will come, right? And they'll come in, like through the, the crown, the open head. 
and then through this pressure center, but like I take my time to speak to them. So when everyone's jumping into the conversation and they're sharing ideas and they feel pressure to speak and they're jumping all over each other, I'm just kind of waiting to speak, but I don't feel the pressure, but it's, it's an interesting thing because to them, they're like, oh, did we talk too much? Did, you know, you, you should jump in and speak and be aggressive. And I'm like, no, I'm okay. Like I, I, I don't feel the pressure to. So I allow them all. So they're all fighting for positioning. And then when there's an opening, then I drop my science and I say something, but it's like, the ideas are coming in, um, but there's no pressure to like act right away. Even when I, so I can observe the pressure in my environment and the need for everyone to move or speak or jump in, but I never feel like I have to participate in that, which is an interesting thing. But what I didn't realize is, um, or I didn't say I didn't realize, I realized it, but I'm trying to figure this piece out is, so you wait and people, perceive it as a certain way so they're like oh you're not you're not a, you know you're not you should hustle more if it's the route and you should move or you know from the crown is like hey you know you got to share and jump in and and I'm like oh so they they take it like I'm, I'm afraid to speak or I, I don't know what I want to say or I'm not uh, motivated enough and I'm like it's the complete opposite it's just like I see what's happening I just choose not to participate in it it's timing for me so that's how I've been experiencing it that's so good. That's so good because you're in, you're in such alignment with that, you know? And it's exactly. funny because when you're, when you're talking about like, that's the thing, right? Like even with non-sacral beings, reflectors as well, charts that have a lot of openness, like even, even my own, I have my sacral and G defined and that's it. But it's like, we are meant to help people slow down because that energy is constantly activated in where they have definition, whether it's a hanging gate channels, defined centers, right? And so when we're in alignment with that openness, it, it is just a space to receive. Here you are in these environments where it's like you're witnessing what's going on, but you're not taking on that pressure as if it's your own. Right. Like that's the point. That's the point when you have openness is that you witness what is going on, no matter what energetic center is like firing off and you if you get sucked into it then you're going to be pulled into the not self of that center and the not self of yourself right and so it's really interesting because even when people are like calling you out like why aren't you engaging and you know why aren't you getting this done it's funny because they're actually in their not self of like you know the head center when it's fired off in a in a way that's out of alignment it's like oh i need the answers we need to like, we need to figure things out. We need to get this done. You know, we need to come up with ideas and so on. Right. And then the root is like, Hey, this needs to be done by a specific timeline to relieve the pressure and to justify relaxing. So then these people are like, but this is how we're meant to be. You know what I mean? If you think about even like corporate conditioning, where it's always like the more you do in less time, the better, like hello, pressure cooker. You know what I mean? So when you're not doing that, it's like, we're so conditioned to think that that's a bad thing that that there's fear in that. Oh, if I don't get this done in this time, then I'm not successful. I'm not, I'm not going to get a bonus. I'm not going to have, you know, time to relax on my vacation. Like, it's just, you see this like scarcity energy, right? So that's such a great example. You were literally just like witnessing and waiting. And the other thing that that's part of your design too, as, as a, manifesting generator like you're designed to respond first and then you inform right yeah but it is it's it's interesting just to see how people 
perceive like I didn't think that they would take it that way. They're like, oh, there must be something wrong with you, right? So it's it's been a it's been a journey. Like, and again, when you have the human design awareness, it's easier to just settle in that energy and just allow them to like fight for the pieces, you know, and let them scatter for the, the the little small pieces. But um, the one thing that I've even told some of my clients when I noticed that too is I just try to reinforce that, like, hey, if you have this something similar to mine where you have this open route. You know, just it's okay not to feel pulled into everything. It's okay not to feel that pressure. I love what you said because you talked about the corporate environment. It's it's scattered and sprinkled throughout there. Everyone has it, right? Whether it's open or not, they just all they all subscribe to it. Like, well, this is the way I need to be because this is the formula. Let's go, right? So I try to really get them to pull back. And I was speaking to someone on Monday um, who's in finance. Again, another person in finance. She's in New York and. She's like, she's aware of it, but she will still go and push. And, you know, because it's just, it's like, it's, it's the nature of the environment. It's embedded in the environment. So she doesn't even know how to begin to start to strip away those layers, but it's just getting someone to start to see it and seeing where they identify it. That's where I started with her. Like, are there moments and times where you see that or you challenge it or you question it? Um, but yeah. I love this. And even like myself, I can speak to, you have a completely open route. I have six hanging gates coming off my route. And it's like, that. that's the thing, right? Is that those six gates. So when you talk about being in environments and you just like, don't feel the pressure, like I pick up on pressure because I have all these hanging gates and it's like, my roots constantly getting activated. And then I feel like when I I'm convinced that when a center is undefined and we have a hanging gate that when it gets activated, it's like extra amplified because it's just not our normal regular energy. Right. So depending on who I'm with and their energy, and if I pick up and I get that root energy then I'm going to be like, Oh my God, like I need to, I need to do this. I need to do this. And it comes a lot with content creation and doing things in my business. Right. And it, I've only got that one, uh, you know, 52 unconsciously reaching for the sacral. So it's like, I'll never have that connection to the sacral, but it's like, I've definitely picked up on that, you know, through, through other people. And it's just, it's interesting when we start to notice that's like the biggest thing with human design. When you start to notice your own energy versus someone else's or the environment you're in, you can remind yourself, hey, I can choose to subscribe to this or not. And you you said that really beautifully in the corporate world. Everyone's gone and subscribed to this pressure mentality and formula to like get shit done, right? So it's like, that's the biggest thing is like with human design, it is like this permission slip. It's this subscription button. Are you going to push it or not? You know, is it going to serve you or not? So I think that that's like a really beautiful thing to remember when you start getting into this work. Yes, absolutely. But it's, it's all, and I, what I try to figure out is like, how do we, you know, do people have to experience enough or identify with it enough before they start to get into it? Like, you know, for, for those that are totally like, you know, maybe they're at arm's length with it, or they're just not ready to receive it. It's like, and it's different for everyone. Some people are open right from the beginning, but like for the corporate type A, we were talking about these, these two clients that I talked about are from New York, you know, I won't mention it, their names just in case they see this, but it's like New York city finance pressure, go, go, go on top of that. Right. But it's like, how do I get them to open up their eyes enough just to start to see like, wow, I do identify with a few of these things. And let me, let me start to see if I can shift it. Like you said, is this energy mine or am I taking it from the environment? Like, where is this? Is this conditioning? Can I decondition this? You know, but where is this coming from? Where's this pressure coming from? Where's this need to shift and change and to like be like everyone else? Where's that coming from? 
I love this. And you know, what's funny. So I was just looking up your conscious mercury, which is gate 21. And that's found in the heart center and our conscious mercury is like what we're here to communicate. You know, it's like our messaging. And so I'm just like listening to you speak. And that gate is about the shadow is control. The gift is um, authority and the city is velour. And so I find this really interesting because the way that you're sharing around, it is kind of like giving up control of like the influences of your environment and looking at being your own authority, right? And like you even you even shared that like through your experience of discovering human design, like right at the beginning, it was like, instead of trying to control everything and let people control you with their views, you decided to become the authority of how you were going to live your life in alignment, right? So I just thought that was so interesting. I was like, yes, like I, I was, I always like to do this. Like I let people talk a little bit and then I look up their conscious mercury and I'm like, yep, I can see the theme. And then there's that two line, which is really this like natural wisdom that you'll have about this energy and how you share it. Right. So I'm curious if that resonates with you. No, it, it definitely does. Um, you know, you talked about that, that line, like the being in the shadow, the control piece, like for me, even when I was experiencing it, it's like, you know, you want to. I notice in places where I'm trying to be maybe this authority figure or, you know, I'm trying to share experiences so that it can empower the community, right? The collective, but it's also like, am I doing things in a controlling way? You know? So like, it is, is, am I leading with control? Am I really, am I so like passionate about it or misaligned that it's coming out in this controlling way? And I really had to understand like, how do I do this and how do I do this gracefully and efficiently, right? But in alignment and that, had been something for me that I had to like figure out at the beginning, right? Because I have that 21 to 45 for me. So it was all about, okay, how do I notice? And that was the first thing. I think because like I mentioned to you, there were phases where I was out of alignment. So when I started human design, it was easy for me to see my shadow. Like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's almost like I identified with that first. And there was moments where I was in alignment but, you know, when I was out of alignment, that was more my shadow piece, which was fine. Like I, I embrace it as part of who I am and it helps me navigate. But that's the piece that I had to work with. You know, even friends would say or anyone who's close to me is like, you're, tr you're trying to control the situation. Sometimes I wouldn't see it interesting enough, right? I just wouldn't, I wouldn't be aware. I'm like, what do you mean? How am I trying to control this? Situation? You also have it unconsciously defined as well. So you've got that conscious channel, but then you have it hanging unconsciously. So that's, right. that's probably why it's like, you see it, but then you don't. <laughs> that's exactly it. So it, I, I leveraged when I wasn't aware of human design, I kind of leveraged the people around me. But like you said, when it's in the unconscious, I'm still not aware and I'm trying to do the best that I can, but it's still coming off as control. But then once I understood it, it just allowed me to adjust myself. Oh my gosh, I'm smiling because I'm looking at this too. And the 21 is unconsciously in your south node, which is like the theme that you're moving away from in your life. And then the three line is like trial and error. So here you are literally sharing how you're like, yes, I'm figuring out how to move away from control and like coming up into being an authority in a way that's aligned. Like that's so crazy. This is why I love having people's charts up when we have like podcast interviews. Cause then I just like look and I start to hear themes and then I look and I'm like, Oh my God, like this is here. This is here. I think that's so cool. Oh yeah. And it's been a lot of that. It's, it's like, and it's interesting because if you speak to me clearly like, Hey, control is not a good thing. Maybe small amounts of control, but then 
when you I hear it around me, it's like, well, you have to let that's controlling. You need to let that go, like release that. It what comes what's meant to come for you will come for you. Stop chasing every opportunity. Stop trying to navigate your way and really like, you know, create this opportunity, even from a corporate environment, right? It was everywhere in my life. But I was looking at it as like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And it's not controlling. It's it's just it's a, it's a sort of it's you know, but um, like you said, I was trying to figure it out when you talk about that three line in that 21. So there's been a lot of that just going out, even not listening to what people are saying and still trying to forge my way and create the opportunity. But now I'm at this beautiful place where at least I see it. So I'm intertwining my human design in it. Yeah. Okay. I have a question. I have a question for you based off of being a manifesting generator and just you know, you having that blended strategy of like the way that I quote learned about many gens is first responding to the environment and then informing and initiating. So I'm curious if you played with this and if, if you've noticed that, do you really feel like you need to respond first and then inform an initiate or initiate and inform? Or do you really feel like sometimes you can just initiate and inform? Like, do you feel like it can be, you know, interchangeable? Like, I'm curious what your experience is. Um, no, great question. Great question, Kayla. So do I feel as a man, Jen, I need to respond first? Definitely. I still struggle with it at times. We're being honest here. So let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, definitely, um, need to respond first. The manifesting generator side, that manny side of me is constantly like, let's go, let's move. I have it. I got an idea. What are we waiting for? Try this experiment with this new idea you know, forge the way, create this. You talked about even from a content or even just from an entrepreneurial perspective, there's a constant need and desire to implement something and put it out there into the universe, put it out there into the world, share this. Oh my God, it, I'm so inspired. Let me move forward and inspire other people. I have the idea. This is going to generate more, you know, excitement with people. So it, it's constant, 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 open. Or obviously with the open head as well, it's constant and then the Ajna. But what I try to do as a manifesting generator is I really try to create space where I'm like, okay, let me create what I'm excited with or what I feel has resonated once I'm responding. Like, okay, this works. Let me sit I've responded. Let me start to work around that, which has been a struggle too. I'm not going to lie to you. Like that piece about just responding. Um, I've played with it in the sense that do I do what lights me up, right? I listen to my sacral. I, I kind of ride the emotional wave. The emotions are gone. I listen to my sacral. It's a hell yes. I'm excited. Do I do what lights me up? Responding to my sacral, for, for instance, as opposed to responding to the outside world, responding to my sacral energy, and then just kind of putting it out there and waiting to see how people respond to that. So like I initiate and then I'll inform like, hey, this is what I'm doing. I've played with that or just kind of waiting just to see if people, if there's an interest that comes in and responding to that, I've kind of done the both just to see like which one works best for me. Um, interestingly enough, I feel as though the one that has worked the best is truly having people just reach out to you. It's almost like they're inviting you to respond. They're connecting with me, inviting me to respond. Because of this manifesting go side, it's like I'm trying to contort it. I'm trying to play with this. So I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to create without really creating. You know, it's really that's what it is. I'll be honest with you. It's, it's the 
fear of will people reach out to you if you don't reach out? Yes. Initiate and connect with you if you don't connect. You know, will you know you grow your client base if you don't do something? So that fear is like, I don't want to fully commit to math. So let me just create something small for people to, you know, and then I'll respond if they respond. But I'll be honest with you, um, living in my design and just kind of waiting, um, the my best reactions have come from people who just kind of sought me out. And then I responded to that, DM'd, asked a question. And that has always been the best way for me to move forward. And now I'll just kind of inform and then go from there. But that's been the process for me. And it is a challenging one. It's it's like kind of which one comes first, right? I'm not sure yeah. when other people have experienced with you that you spoke to other manifesting generators. Like what have you found that's worked? So I'm really, I'm really loving your share so much because first of all, you're an emotional authority and then you're sacral, right? And then you're like manifesting generator because of that. But so it's like, there's, there's so many layers. Cause for example, I'm a sacral generator. Like I literally just... I respond to my environment and it's like a yes or a no. And I don't want to say it's like more simple. I guess it kind of is, but everyone will have their own conditioning that they need to work through. Right. Like I have seven undefined slash open centers. Like there's a lot happening, you know? <laughs> and, and I think I love what you're saying because the biggest thing that I learned last year, and I've been sharing about this a lot on my social media platform lately is that last year, what I did that fucked me up in my business really is that I was responding to my ideas rather than my environment. So for example, I would be like, oh my God, I have this really good idea for this group coaching program. I want to do this human design mastermind. And I'd go, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Like, yes, this is a yes. I'm going to do this. Go make the landing page, do like the masterclass series that I'm going to do to launch a program, like do all this work like go to launch it and no one would sign up. And it's because I'm literally in my own bubble and I'm not co-creating. And so when I realized this, now what I do, if all of a sudden I get an idea, I will ask myself like, Kayla, where did this idea come from? Like, are you responding to your environment or are you responding to your own ideas? Like uh, they're not connected yet. And like, here's a great example. So probably about a month ago, minding my own business all of a sudden this idea comes into my head Kaylee should host a human design summit and I was like oh my god and responding to my idea I'm like this is such a good idea and then I stopped and I was like where did this idea come from and I was like there's nothing like no one said anything to me there's nothing in my environment right now like yes there's amazing people I could call forth to do this I'm just not going to do this I put it on the back burner and then literally two weeks later someone reached out to me and invited me to be on their human design summit and I was like that's, that's literally the prime example of trusting when you wait to respond to things. And so this is, I'm always asking myself, like, Kayla, are you co-creating? Like, even if I go to create something, like I create a post and I will go and like, it's what I started doing is like responding to the gaps. So I'm like, oh, people are not understanding how to interpret their gates, their planets and their lines. I'm going to go and create a post to explain how to do this. Then there's massive engagement on it because I'm actually responding to my environment. So that's been like super, super helpful, like really checking in. Am I co-creating? Am I, and then doing things to initiate uh, like a response, like, oh, I'm going to do market research and see what people say that I'm going to create from that. Oh, I'm going to do a masterclass series. I'm going to invite people to share their chart so they can sign up. And then I'm going to create from that. That's been a massive game changer. So I feel like for manifesting generators, just to answer your, your question that you asked me 10,000 years ago, <laughs> my long-winded answer is, <laughs> 
I feel like it has to be an experiment. And the other thing I would look up too is that, and I don't have these memorized, but we have in our, in our body graph, there's projected channels, there's manifested channels and there's generated channels, right? So I feel like if someone has more manifesting channels, there's going to be this more natural energy of initiating and informing. And if I'm not mistaken, it is the 45, 21, 12, 22, and 35, 36. So you have three, you have two of them are hanging gaze. One of them's a full channel. So like from that energy, I bet that you feel like it's natural to initiate and inform from the other channels that might be projected or generated. You might notice that you need something to respond to, or you need something to like invite you. And I, I like really trusted this and I shared it in my story and a manifester responded. And she said, yes, Kayla, my projected channels, I feel like I need an invitation to share and I'm a manifester and I'm meant to initiate and inform. So I love this because it takes this box off of the types and really looks at we're actually much deeper and more multidimensional than people realize. So I think it is situational, but also I just wanted to share that piece about responding to the environment and then obviously sharing about the channels because I feel like all of that will really play into how a manifesting generator will experience showing up in their world in alignment. Yes, no, I love that. I love how you put that because sometimes we identify just with the manifesting generator piece and we not we ignore the other pieces, but we lead with that. So I love how you shared that. But I did want to come back to something, but I saw you in the flow and I really wanted to ask you, um, because I think it's it resonates for so many people, whether in the corporate business world or entrepreneurs. You talked about creating content and sharing what works, but you said you were speaking to the gaps. So when you are speaking to the gaps and you're responding to your environment, typically what does that look like for you? Because I remember you said something, but I'm just trying to like paint. Yeah, it. yeah. So I think that this is really me embodying my six two profile, whereas like I feel like I have all this wisdom like unconsciously. And then the sixth line is about role modeling and being a visionary, like being on the roof and like seeing beyond, like what's the next thing. Right. So, so then, you know, it's like, what, when I say responding to the gaps, like that example I gave around creating this post, like people, let's say I'll give another example. Yes. Would you put out, um, and this is, this is for me too, to help and for other people that would resonate, like, would you put out something first and then see how people interact with that and then respond to those gaps or just generally like you feel like with respect to human design I feel like these are gaps here let me respond yes such a good question okay so two things the first example that I gave around creating that post around how to interpret your planets gates and lines that was just me responding to a gap that I saw of like oh, like people don't understand how to do this. I'm going to go and create this thing. And then I shared it and it was well-received. Another context is like, this is more co-creative. This is like a bigger thing where I had this idea to create a group coaching program. And it was going to actually branch off of that example I just gave, like, oh, I want to teach more about like how to interpret human design so that people feel self-empowered around how they see it rather than like textbook. And so I was like, okay, so I'm going to, I like this idea. I am responding to a gap. Like I'm, I'm, I'm responding to like people not understanding, asking questions. And then I thought I'm going to do market research. So I put out a market research form and I invited people to fill this out. And I'm doing like a cool, fun draw thing. So people feel like they're getting value from it. They're not wasting their time. And then in this market research form, I'm getting confirmation more about specifically what people are looking for. I want to understand business connection charts. I want to understand how I can implement, you know, my definition 
in my business and how I show up or how I can live in alignment in my life. Like I don't understand how to really Im- implement it. I understand the facts and I'm like, okay. And then I go and I create from there. So that's what I'm noticing. And then for example, the thing that I recently did that I thought was so fun because it was such a generator thing for me to do was I'm doing a masterclass series in April called Vast Vision. It's a three-day series where I'm going to be talking about connection charge and a, and a few other things. And I thought, how fun would it be to do a pre-sale and get one of each type to sign up? And I use their chart in the masterclass series so that it's like personal to them, but then I'm being inclusive. So I had one of each type sign up, right? And now I'm going to be creating the content based off of their charts rather than just random ones that I have in genetic matrix. So I was like, had an idea, but then I did throw it out there and I got response, but it wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to go and create this masterclass and just pull charts from my own account and then create the whole thing and not actually involve people. So that's the, does that kind of paint a picture? There's, there's like a couple of variations there, but I'm like, like throwing nuggets out, getting nuggets in, like, you know, in the basket, out the basket. Like, it's just, it's, yeah, it's been really playful. Whereas last year, I feel like I was just like, put my head down, grind and create all these things and then get no response. And it was just like, not like it was a waste of time, but I was frustrated. I can tell you that much. <laughs> well, then you're living your desire if you're frustrated. But I mean, you know, and you said it, like, I think it's about being playful with it, experimenting and 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 figuring out, like, how do I interpret my design and how do I live in this authentic fashion and what works best? Because like, I've done the same thing where you're just hustling, grinding, and you have these ideas. Like, you said it perfectly, responding to my ideas, right? Like, that's exactly... So that's when you said it, I started to smile because I was like, oh, that's what I was doing, wasn't I? Right. But like, because the ideas feel great at the time, right. And they're filtering through and you're like, oh, this is perfect. This is what the need is. And I feel like for most of us, that's where um, we need to figure out, like responding to our ideas versus responding to our environment. Yeah. And when I've, when I've shared this, I'll, I'll send you the post after, and I guess I'll link it in the show notes for people too, if they're like, what? But it was, there's a lot of aha moments, like sacral beings are like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. Cause it's almost like your sacral, it it is a playful energy. It is a warm, encompassing, like creative life force energy. So yeah, if you're going to throw it a cookie, it's going to be like, yeah, I want a cookie, even though it's like probably not the right cookie for the right time. Right. It doesn't realize this cookie isn't coming from your environment is actually a fake cookie. It's just going to say, yes, I want a cookie. You know, (laughs) like that's such a, like. It's such a silly metaphor, but it's true. Cause if you, if you're literally just asking yourself, Hey, do you think this is a good idea? You just answer yes or no. And if you're like, yes, then your sacral is going to be lit and you're going to start taking action, but it's, you're not actually co-creating. Right. So that's what we need to discern. And I think you raise a great point. Like that's where it starts. Cause when you said it to me, I was like, huh, am I responding to it? Like, which, which one am I truly responding to? Like, where is it coming from? Where is it initiating? And the more you spoke to it, and that's why I asked you that question. I'm like, I have these ideas, I put them out, but I'm not sure. But when they come in organically, those are the ones. So it's like, I know, but I'm trying to, ch- for me, it felt like I was trying to challenge it almost. Mm. Trying to be crafty with it and come up with my own way. But yeah, I love the way you put that. That was dope. Yeah, that's awesome. You'll have to keep me posted on this experiment now. Cause like having that awareness and just, I do it all the time. I stop. I'm like, Kayla, where did that idea come from? And then I just wait. And then I'm, and then I'm like, mm, I need to wait or, oh, no, I'm going to start creating on this. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a game changer for sure. It, it definitely is. Um, there's still like, there are moments for me, you know, honestly speaking, where, you know, we are these creative beings and we're always trying to put things out there and they, they, they initiate and they come from a great place, but it's still trying to find the way that works best 
for me, right? Like I, I experiment with a lot of ideas. And I think that is the challenging part, like going with that sacral hell yes, that, you know, that sacral gut energy, but just really tapping into what is right, you know, what is authentically, um, what you're authentically aligned to. Like it, I still, I still struggle with it. Um, it's not clean. I wish it was, but it's like a work in progress. Like we're constantly, I'm constantly working it, but that's, that has been a, a ch- definitely a challenge. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I would love to pivot and talk a little bit about the 36.6. I've talked about a, the 36.6 a lot on my channel just because it's obviously my conscious son and earth. It's your conscious son and earth, but you have yeah. a four line and I have a six line. So I'm really curious. I would love for you to share your insight on this energy, you know, obviously being like the major, you know, stand front, front stage energy that, that you experience and how that showed up for you. Yeah, so the 36.6, um, yeah, and I, I'd be interested to hear how it shows up for you as well. Uh, but yeah, the gate of crisis. Um, so, I mean, I experienced it in a number of different ways. Um, one of it is just like, you know, like because I'm learning from my experiences and I'm learning from um, moments of like just kind of maybe emotional catastrophe or crisis or what have you, like I kind of go through that and I learn through it and it's in a number of different ways. It could be something that I've experienced or it could be like me just trying out to go and do something and then learning from that and just kind of sharing like, okay, this is, this is how I, what I've experienced, but this is what I've learned. Let me share this with someone else as well. Um, it's made me kind of resilient in some way. So it's like, if I've experienced, if crisis has come into my life, like something I don't want, something I don't want, but something I wasn't expecting and I had to deal with it. So whether it's through mistakes I've made or whether it's like, you know, um, so one thing I think about as well, and I'll share two things. So like, you know, even like my, like my father who passed away, I was very young, like a very young kid. Um, I looked at that and at the moment, it felt like a crisis, felt like this catastrophe, right? Because I was such a young age. It's a natural part of life. But that catastrophe and emotional turbulence created this resiliency in me that I carried throughout my life as well. So what it kind of did is like when turbulence and turmoil came my way, I could almost anticipate it and expect it and be less reactive to it. So in situations where I would see other people just kind of really get emotionally thrown off, I could kind of sit with the emotion and just kind of share, like help them see the light at the end of the tunnel, almost so to speak, created a safe space where people feel like, hey, I can speak to you about these things because I've seen you go through this and you have this calmness about you when it comes to this, whether it's death or something else. Like I noticed there's that side of kind of this gate of crisis that I've, I've received, experimented with, and then being able to share with other people. But the other piece of it as well is just like, which is on the lighter side is just kind of going out and experimenting with different things and then creating, getting some turmoil, but I've kind of like self-initiated, like I'd go out and live in a certain way and I'd experience kind of this, this turmoil i'm using the word turmoil but just just emotional states of frustration um living out of alignment and then learning from these like okay this is something i need to do differently um when i'm in my not self like you know be very open i'll share something with you like i was um engaged a long time ago and you know the relationship didn't work out you know we went our separate ways but in the moment it was it was devastating for me right it was almost like this crisis that i experienced and what ends up happening is i was living in my shadow self so instead of living in alignment with it and just kind of saying like hey these things happen and being resilient I would have like 
I was constantly looking for instant gratification or having a lot of relationships and trying to find this release through these a lot of relationships or sexual experiences or things of that nature because I wasn't in alignment with this. So it threw me off, it threw my energy off as opposed to me kind of being in alignment with it and receiving it and being in a place where I'm sturdy, it created this chaos in my life, right? So that is kind of how I've experienced it. So right now, being in alignment has allowed me just kind of to absorb these different emotional states and just kind of be calm in it. So whether it's in a work situation, I explained some personal situations, but even in the place of work is like as things start to shift and fluctuate and amplify, um, where most people would feel this kind of it's a burden or they feel like this need to like react to it i can almost kind of sit back and just kind of add some guidance to it this is how i've experienced the gate 36 how about yourself i can relate to this so much because so my emotional solar plexus is undefined and obviously the 36 and 6 are consciously defined and they're hanging off of there just hanging out having a good time and this, this emotional resiliency that you're talking about is so relatable, you know, like, I think that my, like, especially being off or on the roof now, you know, as a six sign. So you've got that six unconsciously, I have it consciously where I can really just observe and even look back at the patterns of my life or just look through, you know, where I've experienced conflict and turbulence and crisis and friction and all of that. And I can really sit in it, you know, like I was really transparent on, on your podcast channel. when we talked about my experience of like going full-time in my business and, you know, draining my tax savings account and just like really risking all of it. Like that was a lot of freaking turbulence, but, and, and it's funny because my splenic projector boyfriend was like looking at me and obviously his spleen is his authority and it's like security safety. Like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> And I'm over here, like, like, like literally sitting in the shit. I'm like, I'm fine. It's going to be fine. This is how it's meant to be. You know, humanity, diplomacy, like we're moving up into peace and compassion. Like it's, it's through the experience of being able to bring that compassion to people. Right. And so that's obviously, I could hear that in your sharing as well. Like where people really want to sit with you. And I think that's a four line thing too, where you're like, I'm going to bring you my experience of like what it is to go through turbulence and come up into having self-compassion so it's really cool how I feel like for me it's like I go through the shit and then I really role model it afterwards and it sounds like you also bring you like bring that wisdom to the people right and it's yeah it's so interesting I love to hear the different flavors that the lines bring when it comes to the 36 or even the, the six as well so yeah, yeah. I'm wondering how you because I think you're your solar plexus is undefined, right? So yeah. I was, yeah, I was curious to see how that played out for you. And I know we're both kind of, we both have the line six. Yeah. But what you said is, is exactly it. It's like through these phases of living through the line six, it's like, I feel so confident in just being like, hey, listen, let me, you know, let me share kind of what I, my wisdom a little bit. Um, you know, maybe it doesn't come out like that in this controlling way, but it's really like, hey, I've lived it, I've experienced it, and I really want to be able to share this. But also, by living it, we, you're an example of it. So sometimes you don't even have to say anything because people can see it in the way you're living. Like I'm sure with your boyfriend, he can see how calm, relaxed, and the composure that you have. So he can already tell, like, hey, perhaps there's something there. Like, we should be panicking, but I don't see you panicking. So perhaps yeah. I'm overreacting. <laughs> and- 
it's funny because what I what I do notice is because my emotional solar plexus is undefined, I feel like I do have high highs and low lows. And it's not to say that I'm like, I'm not an emotional wreck. It's just my life experiences can be really challenging. And then it like comes out on the other side and it's like a floodgate of like everything worked out at the same time. Like it's like an all or nothing kind of vibe. And then it's funny because my my boyfriend has a completely open emotional solar plexus. So imagine me being in like crisis mode. <laughs> He's like amplifying that. And then I'm amplifying it myself because my emotional solar plexus is undefined. So sometimes it really is a shit show. I'm not going to lie, but <laughs> there's a lot of wisdom that comes from it. If I'm being completely honest. <laughs> I love that. That's great. You yeah. Say, is this defined or undefined? His is completely open. Oh, he's completely open. So then when he's in his not self of like, usually when somebody, especially with the emotional solar plexus and there's like a lot of emotions going on, you're like, I want to deal with this. So he's just like in the other room, like you do your thing. Like I can't, I don't have capacity for this because he'll amplify it even more. Like this is what happens when you have those centers undefined is that this energy is so fluid that it's like, it goes into these open undefined centers and it just, it just gets louder. Right. So, yeah, I mean, but that's where you gain your wisdom is through these, these gates and these centers and these channels that are completely open and undefined. That's where conditioning can happen too, but you can obviously be conditioned in your defined places as well. So yeah, it's all a very steep learning curve at times. (laughs) How did you, how did you, you know, and I'm kind of interviewing you now, but like, how did you um, find alignment with that, with, with a having your, conscious son in 36 but also having this open like how did you navigate that so you could find yeah I think that I think when I found out like when I started to understand the 36 six and having the sixth line and having the sixth line be a trial and error up until the age of 29 I was like this makes a lot of sense because I look back on my childhood and it was just like what I was destined to experience you know like my parents separated when I was three like my dad is an alcoholic. My ex-stepmom was very abusive and narcissistic. And she was also an alcoholic. I lived a very split life of like being in a stable home with my mom and my sisters and my stepdad. And then I'd go and be in this chaotic environment that was very toxic. And so I look back at my life and I'm like, of course it happened that way. You know, when I learned about the 36-6, I'm like, of course it happened that way. But then even me saying, of course it happened that way, that's automatically me being in the level of compassion of like, Kayla, you're designed to handle this shit. Like it's, that's just what it is. And it is like compassion is there's a level of acceptance there. Like it's not that it's synonymous at all, but it's like, in order to have compassion, you kind of have to allow what is. And so I feel like that's really what happened for me is that it just made a lot of sense. Like, I think I was able to, once I learned what the 36.6 was about and really understand the shadow side of it, I was able to look back and just like, oh, that makes sense and not be so much of a victim of what happened in my childhood or in my past. And I think that's, that's the beauty of like gene keys and human design is that it's not about getting rid of the shadows. I can't get rid of my past. There's, there's everything I, I can't change. The only thing I can change is how I perceive it. And how I perceive it now is that that's where I have this wisdom. And 36 is actually in my conscious mercury. So I speak about conflict or not conflict. I speak about turbulence and, you know, humanity and compassion all the time. Like, this is like my messaging for entrepreneurs. Like, Hey, like, how can you accept your journey? How can you like really ride the turbulence? Like, how are you going to show up? You know, like that naturally comes out of me. It's my son and it's my Mercury. So it's like, it's really loud energy for me, which I can see you're smiling in public. That makes so much sense. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. It does. I mean, it, it definitely does. I mean, I've listened to a few of your podcasts, but even when we talk, it comes out. I mean, I don't know if you always knew it came out, but it's, it, it definitely comes out. Yeah. And I notice it. And then just that Mercury, the five line, like that's more of like a mentorship energy and like having solutions. Right. So it's like, here I am like, Hey, look at this shit storm that I grew up in. I have so much wisdom for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me share. Let me share. Yeah. But, but that's the thing. And this is what, you know, in, in our podcast today, and this is the message that I want to get out to people. Like it's beautiful to see that it's beautiful to be okay with that. Right. Like you said, you're having compassion because you understand it, but Prior to that, when people don't know, clearly you can reach the state of compassion without the human design, but sometimes we're unaware and we go through these periods of like frustration because we don't know. And we're like, why me? Why does it have to be this way? Poor me, right? But this allows you to kind of say, ah, okay, I get it. I understand. What can I do with it now? How do I help? How do I turn this around, right? So. Yeah, it's so good. So I loved our conversation today. We had so many gems and it was such a, it was such a great conversation because like, you asked me questions. I asked you questions. Like it was just like, it was just so fluid and I really loved it. And I'm so happy that you finally came on. So before we wrap things up, I always ask this question to my interviewees. I would love to know, I would love to invite you to share just a piece of wisdom that comes to you that you want to leave with the audience today. Mm -hmm. A piece of wisdom that I would like to leave the audience with today. Yes. I mean, so definitely something that, that came up during our talk um, several times. And it's, you know, as we go through this journey of life, um, as we, you know, have these obstacles and challenges and what have you, and these fluctuating periods of life, um, sometimes we're going to encounter things and it's going to feel like we're going to feel this turbulence or we're going to feel like things don't, are not going the way they should be going. Um, we're going to compare ourselves to other people and like, how come I don't have what other people have? How come I'm not doing things the way that other people do them? And you know, when you start to understand your energy, when you start to look inwards, when you start to understand your design, you start to realize like, you know, we're all different. We're all slightly different and it's okay. You know, and once I embrace that and I understand that, I understand like if I align with my energy, I can live the right way. And that's the thing that I want people to know. It's like, it's not so much about looking outwards. It's a tendency for us to look outwards to what everyone has, to what everyone's doing. How come I don't, can't do this the same way as somebody else? And through that, we get frustrated and through that we're misaligned and through that we get bitter, frustrated and angry, et cetera. But if we turn that energy inwards and we look within and we align with the energy, we'll realize like we can really create the life that we want. We can start to co-create things can change, but it's just a matter of shifting your perspective, looking inwards first. That's amazing. And I'm smiling so hard right now because that's your total, that's like totally gate 21 again. <laughs> Just stop trying to control everything and come back to your own inner authority and trusting yourself. Like that's so brilliant. Yeah. You can't like this work, this work, whether it's consciously, unconsciously defined in you, like the energy, it just, it just shines naturally. And it's just, it is about letting go of resistance. Yes. That's it recording i would love yeah. to ask you can you share with the audience where they can connect with you in the online space so the human design perspective podcast which i am rebranding to raw to real very coming very soon um but in addition to that they can find me meaningful connections uh or info at meaningfulconnections.com or raw to real podcast 
So good. I'm so excited for more of this. I love that was such a great question you asked me at the end of our interview. You're like, Kayla, how do you go from raw to real? And I was like, whoa, that's <laughs> that's a loaded question. I can't remember what I said at the time, but I'll have to listen again because I love that question. So thank you again for being on. And I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in as well. Please make sure you connect with Patrick online and make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you can leave a quick review, that would be awesome. And of course, if you share this on Instagram or social media, tag us, let us know what you learned. And we would love to hear from you. So thank you so much for listening and I'll chat with you in the next episode.